The man you see there on the right is Clark Barrington, BYU offensive lineman. We'll be talking about the Oregon loss, looking ahead to the game against Wyoming this weekend. It's all ahead on the Clark Barrington Show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making us here on Locked On Cougars, your first listen of the day. Very excited to catch up with Clark Barrington for his weekly appearance here on the show. Uh, just a quick reminder for you guys, we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, this is your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. But more importantly, Clark, how are you today, my friend? Doing well. That's what we like to hear. Uh, let's start here. The Oregon loss obviously has got, uh, I think, the people in the program, fans, media alike, uh, l- trying to kind of reevaluate where things are at right now for this team, especially a week after you go and beat Baylor in the way you did and then suffer the loss that you did at Oregon. Kind of give me your sense from the inside of that loss against Oregon. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, kind of the word you used there was a reevaluation of, of everything. And so I think that's exactly, you know, kind of the, the process we're going through. Um, you know, whether it's a win or a loss, there's always things to learn for, learn from, but, you know, even more so when, when you do lose. And so we're just kind of going back, looking at things. And, and, and of course, there's a lot of things that we could have done better. And so, Hopefully this next week we, we, we learn from what we did bad this this last week and we improve upon it and and build build from there. So let me let, let me ask you this. Obviously, you talk about reevaluation. Obviously, with the season the way it is, you guys have a, only a certain amount of time that you really can reflect on a game like Oregon, and then you've obviously got to turn your attention to Wyoming. So right. help me understand how much you guys really can digest of like rewatching the tape from Oregon before you have to kind of force yourself and say, you know what, that's in the past. We've got to look forward now to Wyoming. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, a lot of the personal you know, kind of film study comes into to play there. And, you know, I think every, almost everybody watches the game over again on the flight back and, and you see it for the first time over again right there. And, and, and you learn things from that. And then you, you know, you usually watch it again on Sunday or whatever, maybe. And then when we come in on Monday, you know, that's, that's something we watch again, you know, the, the, the most important clips of, of game we watch then. And then, you know, halfway through meetings, we usually move on to, to Wyoming. So it's a pretty, pretty quick turnaround, but you know, you see it enough times to, to know what you've done wrong and, and what you need to fix. So not to make light of the point, but you talk about the fact you watch it on the plane back, you watch it on Sunday and then you come in on Monday. I'm sure coach Funk has got it all queued up and showing you the stuff that you need to improve on. But I, I would guess considering you've watched it in your, as you said twice already, you probably have already have an idea of, I guess I'm, I'm assuming plays that he's gonna be like, Clark, X, Y, and Z. Here's here's where you screwed yep. up. Yeah, for sure. You you, you know what you're going to get coached up on pretty much before you go in there. So it's one of those it's one of those fun things. I'm sure. At the same time, you're kind of like sliding down your desk. Please don't call me. Please don't call me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, I, 
obviously there's a bit a lot of talk about the issues with the run game and you're part of the offensive line I know we talked about this last week and you said that hey we're, we're doing our best to improve this talking with coach Satake during his press conference he pointed to the fact that he felt like the entire team had issues with execution focus discipline in this game against Oregon but when it comes to the run game tell me where you think the biggest issues are at this moment yeah um Honestly, I just think we, we need to, you know, get that mindset back that, um, you know, we will be the most physical physical line on, on the field. And so if we get that mindset back, um, that ex- execution and, and um, intensity will come as well. And so I think it, it's really just, just a mindset thing. So is it just kind of channeling like, hey, this is this I know how I'm supposed to play. I just like for you personally, you just got to you got to kind of channel that once again. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Very cool. All right. I got one more question on the Oregon front and then we'll, we'll talk some Wyoming, et cetera, as we move along here. But I wanted to ask you when you guys are under it the way you were against Oregon and it was they raced out to a big lead, obviously. And then then in that circumstance, running the football becomes secondary. You've got to throw the football to get hopefully back into that game. I thought the pass mm-hmm. pro was very, very good in this game. But when it comes to being so far down so quickly, how how difficult is that as a player to, to, to stay engaged and to be like, you know what? we're still in this, but at the same time, understanding that, Hey, at some point it's going to get out of hand. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of an interesting situation. Um, you know, but you kind of just have to almost forget about, you know, all of the negatives and, and think about the next play and, and do your best that play. And, and hopefully that will amount to bringing you back into the game. And, and that's kind of the mindset you have to go out, you know, go out there on the field with. So what was the, I guess I like, okay, I don't want to belabor the point. I got one more thing. What was the message from the coaches today though, as they kind of, as you, like you said, you, you guys have watched the film against Oregon said halfway through those meetings, you kind of shift your attention to Wyoming. What was the messages from coach Funk, coach Roderick, coach Satake, et cetera today? Um, you know, it was just kind of, uh, you know, we all know, we all understand, you know, that, that we didn't play our best. And, and that was in all phases of, of the ball, you know, defense, offense, special teams, whatever it may be. Um, and so it's just, you know, owning up to the fact that that we didn't play very well and and learning from it and moving on. And so that's kind of kind of the vibe, I guess, throughout the team. So. All right. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Wyoming here in just a moment. I want to get kind of your thoughts looking ahead to the next home game for BYU. We'll get to that in just a moment. First off, let's talk about our friends over at Upside. From cringing at the pump right now to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting all of us where it hurts. And trust me, folks, it hurts bad. That's why all of us need to start using Upside. I would encourage you to check it out. It's an incredible app for anybody who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I and you can earn cash back thanks to Upside. To get started, all you got to do is download the free Upside app, use the promo code LOCKED, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer from whatever you're buying on Upside, check in at that business, pay as usual with your credit or debit card, and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn up to three times more cash back with Upside. That's why Upside has a 4.8 star rating on the App Store right now. So once again, download the free Upside app or use the promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code LOCKED when you download the Upside app. 
Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. Continuing on here with Clark Barrington, BYU offensive lineman. And Clark, uh, do you know much about the history of BYU and the Wyoming Cowboys by chance? Honestly, I don't. Okay. No. <laughs> Well, uh, not to. I'm sure you're going to hear a lot about this all week. I'm sure from coaches Kalani Satake, Coach Roderick, that they all played against Wyoming back in the day. Wyoming and BYU were tied at the hip in the same conference for the better part of, I don't know, 70, 80 years. And there's a. I don't want to call it necessarily a rivalry, but there's been some back and forth, let's put it that way, between these two fan bases. And it, it seems to always be a classic game when these two get together. So. Give me your sense of what you see from the Cowboys right now as we uh, we're early on in the week, but what do you see from Wyoming on tape? Yeah, you know, um, you know, they do they're they do a lot of good things. Um, you know, and they've been winning games this season for a reason, you know. It's because they're they're a good team and so um you know, they got some some big physical guys up front that uh, you know, aren't afraid to to take a hit or, or lower their shoulder and give you a blow. And so, you know, I think that's kind of what they pride themselves on is, you know, trying to be the, the most physical and, and tough team out there on the field. And so it, it, we'll have to bring everything we got to to this game for sure. How uh, nice is it to know that, hey, you're, you said it's a pretty physical team. That's why Wyoming's kind of traditional their, their strengths have been as being one of those teams that just comes in and wants to overpower their opponent. But how nice is it knowing that you're coming back home to Lavelle Edwards Stadium for the next two games? Yeah, it's, it's always nice to be home. Um, you know, you saw you saw the energy they brought during the Baylor game, and and I'm sure they'll continue to bring it throughout the season. And so, you know, whenever whenever we can play at home in front of the all, all the fans, you know, it's always a good time. Now, when it comes to Wyoming, obviously, as I said, the, their fan base has got, they've got, their, I don't know how to describe it. They have like this undying disdain, I guess is the easiest way to say it, uh, for, for BYU. It's because for years, and they had some very good Wyoming teams back in the day, but for most of my lifetime, it was like the annual kick the crap out of Wyoming. Let's just put it that way. It was, that's that's kind of how it was back in the WAC and then obviously during the Mountain West era for BYU football. But their fan base is a very proud fan base, and obviously they'll have plenty uh, plenty to say, those that make the trip to Provo for this matchup. Now, uh, this relates a little bit to what happened. Uh, you've probably seen it in the media with regards to Oregon and their student section chanting a, a pretty derogatory term. Now, I can say this. I've experienced the Wyoming fans saying that in person myself. So uh, it, it's okay. I know you're chuckling because this is not the first time you've probably experienced that. Let's let me start there. Have you have you have, right. have you heard that before? Oh, of course. Yeah. Like, does, um, does it really affect you, though, all that much? Um, No, honestly. You know, to be honest, I didn't even hear, you know, the chance at Oregon. Everything kind of just becomes white noise, especially when you're playing in the game. So, you know, it's kind of something that's just in the background. Um, you don't hear it a whole lot, so. And, that, and see, that's kind of what I anticipated you saying is because, yeah, it's become like this big thing. I've seen national media picking it up, and they're acting uh, like this is like a new phenomenon. And I'm like, 
folks, like Kate, uh, Clark, you, you're, you're younger than I am. There's there was an old channel called the Mountain when the Mountain West had their own network. They called it the Mountain, and there, I I can remember this distinctly. Multiple times BYU playing in Laramie, Wyoming. So if they were, they were on the road playing in Wyoming, uh-huh. and some derogatory terms similar to what was heard or filmed at the Oregon game was coming almost in unison from the entire crowd through the broadcast. You could hear it on the mics. So. <laughs> I don't necessarily know where I'm taking this with you, but it doesn't seem like this is all that new. And like you said, this is not something, this is not the first time, this is not your first rodeo, I guess, to use the pun with regards to this. So you say you block it out, you don't really hear it in the moment, but when it comes to dealing with opposing fan bases, that's kind of part of the, just the nature of playing for BYU, I would assume. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, of course you don't, you don't love to hear it, but they're going to say whatever they want to say. And you just kind of have to, shrug it off and move on so all right uh now i want to talk a little bit about uh playing at home in front of your home fans because Autzen that seemed like an absolute beehive uh maybe one of the loudest stadiums and i i wasn't at the game but just i could hear the noise through the broadcast i was watching it on tv uh where would you rank that in terms of the loudest venues you've ever played in huh um honestly it was definitely one of the louder ones. Um, I'd say the loudest for sure was Tennessee. Um, okay. And, you know, honest, honestly, you know, our home stadium gets gets up there, you know, when, when our defense is on the field. And, and so I know they, they can get loud and, and then probably Oregon. So it's it's right up there for sure. Now, you mentioned the fact when the defense is on the field at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, that's when the, the crowd's at their last. That's what they're supposed to do, obviously. They're trying to disrupt right, their yeah. offense. But do you, in some ways, uh, feel weird when all of a sudden it's like almost like there's 63,000 people in the stands, but you guys get out there on offense, and suddenly it's like, I can I, figuratively, I can hear a pin drop out here. Yeah, no, I, I prefer it that way. Okay. <laughs> clear clear communication is, is key, so it, it's good to be able to – communicate with with the other dudes on the lines just make sure we're on the same page uh, okay I, i'm kidding that that, that makes sense because you gotta you gotta hear connor he's gotta be able to re- relay his calls obviously from from a center position it's got to filter yep. out obviously right yep for sure very cool by the way when it comes to that uh the communication obviously we see jaron all the time and you guys don't huddle a lot you guys huddle sometimes it's, it's a tempo thing you guys like to run and when you guys are standing there i see you guys kind of turn around and you're waiting for jaron he's checking with the sideline he walks up uh, and he gives you guys. I, I'm assuming he gives you the call of what you what your blocking assignment is. And then does, at that point, does it Connor start relaying calls from that point? Take me through how that goes, if that makes sense. Yeah, we get the the main call from Jaron, and then you know, based on the the front and the structure of the defense, um, Connor Connor makes his IDs, and then it kind of works its way out from there. You know, just depending on who's who's tied into that ID and who's not. And then you make the calls calls from there. So. Is he, uh, this is just, this is me nerding out for a minute. Is, I, I, this is, this is more him IDing like the, the they usually call it the mic. Uh, most people call it the mic bag. Is that, is that, is he IDing essentially the way that the alignment is, is formed? So you guys know which way is strong side. Yeah, for sure. Pretty much. 
Okay. Yep. All right. Well, that, that makes sense. All right. Now, uh, before uh, we get to some fun stuff, I, I, I obviously uh, with the Oregon loss, we'll get to we'll finish up with some uh, get to getting to know you stuff as we've done in previous editions of this podcast. Last thing for me is you said coming back home when it comes to playing Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Uh, what is your favorite part of playing in Provo? You, you've been here for is this your fifth year in Provo so far? Yeah. What's your favorite part about LES? What's your favorite part about playing at home? Um, honestly, you know, just, just the whole fans and, and all of them cheering us on. It's always a good time. And then just having, just knowing that you have family up in the stands, you know, it's always a good time there too. Um, you know, usually always using all the tickets we're, we're given. And so, you know, try to, pack that place full with with family or close friends and it's fun to know that they're up in the stands cheering us on and and rooting rooting us on and wishing the best for us so how often do you have to turn people away for tickets um (laughs) fairly often (laughs) hopefully hopefully not mom and dad though and and your missus right they got first dibs for sure Well, and that makes sense. I, I've talked with enough players over the years. You guys, it seems like, and this is just one other kind of aside, but it seems like when you guys have certain games where you guys may go on the road closer to a, 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 maybe one of your teammates' families and whatnot, it seems like you guys are pretty good about saying, okay, I'm not using my allotment here. You use this. I'll, I'll get it on yeah. a, 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 another game. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, either way, whether you use them or not, you know, we so if you don't use your tickets, there's going to be empty seats. And so we try to try to fill them all with, with BYU fans as much as we can. So feel that home crowd feel. I understand that. Exactly. Exactly. That, well, and okay. By the way, how cool is it, by the way? And I, I, I on the broadcast, it was uh, Jason Benetti, I believe who's doing the play by play. And they had Brock Heward also doing, doing analyst work for Fox. And they're saying, well, all these fans traveling from Provo and I'm just in there. I'm like, no, they're probably most of them from Oregon, Washington. Yeah. Like the vast majority of those folks probably there in Autzen were from the local area. That's the crazy thing about BYU. Yeah, yeah it's 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 cool to see the local local fans come out and, and and cheer us on. It's always a good time. All right, we'll finish up with some fun stuff here in just a moment. But, Clark, I need to take a minute and talk about our friends over at Intercap Lending for a moment here. A local company based here in Utah, they're helping more families with their mortgage needs than anybody else in the state. And the reason? Intercap gets deals done, my friends, that they feature a quick and simple process. And their goal is to create a stress-free home loan process for you, the consumer. Many of us out there have bought homes, are in the process of trying to buy a home, refinancing, all those different things. The best part is Intercap can handle it all. And that's what Steve Carter locked on personal loan officer with Intercap Lending would love to help you guys out with. He's got a direct line. You can call him anytime with any questions. 385-800-8528. That is 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer. I can promise you that. The best part is Intercap Lending is offering a corporate rate discount to all of our listeners. If you mention Locked On Cougars, you can mention Clark Barrington if you want or Jay Catch, but regardless, they'll take care of you guys, get you that discount. So once again, reach out to Steve Carter. His number 385-800-8528. That's Intercap Lending NMLS number one nine zero four six five. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. All right, before we go on today's edition of the Clark Barrington Show, Clark, uh, last week I threw a couple of listener questions at you, and we'll get a couple of those before we go. But I wanted to ask you about about when it comes to you mentioned that playing at home and having your family in the crowd. Uh, 
it seems like in every family there is a family member who is maybe the more I guess vocal uh, of the of the of the group that seems to point out your flaws, etc. I, I can attest. My wife, she loves nothing more than to 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 put me in my place because I, I work in radio, I do media stuff, and she and I love her for it because she keeps me in my place. So, is there somebody like that in your in your life? Is it one of your parents? Is it your wife? Who who is the person that is the most vocal when it comes to keeping you on track? Um, I don't know. I feel like they all play a good, good role in, in helping me stay on track. Um, I don't know if there's one that's more vocal than the other, but, you know, kind of when, when it comes to football, they kind of just let me do my thing and, and see how it goes. Um, okay. but, uh, you know, in life, you know, parents always give their, give their two cents and, and what they think is best. And then, you know, always, always discussing, you know, what's best with my wife and whatever else. But, you know, when it comes to football, I, I think it usually just kind of do what I do. <laughs> they, they yield to your expertise in that realm, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I, when it comes to your brother, obviously, you're on the same team. You're playing essentially mm-hmm. the same position. I know that he's played at right tackle, at the guard spots. He's played it all across that offensive line. But how is it with him in that regard? Yeah, um... It's cool. Um, you know, we're able to go back and watch film together and understand, you know, what is supposed to happen and then kind of discuss, you know, why maybe it didn't work out or, or what we could do better. So it's always nice to have, you know, someone you can kind of just turn to and, and discuss, you know, the playbook or, or the scheme or whatever because, you know, he, he understands because he's there right there with you. So. He speaks the same language, right? I'm sure that's part. Yeah. I'm sure that's part of it with your parents and your wife. Like you could, you could go off on X, Y, Z call, and they'd be like, "You're speaking a foreign <laughs> language here, sir." Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. All right, so uh, Clark, uh, when it comes to this week uh, playing against Wyoming, etc., y- y- what is going to be, I guess, your what? What? Okay, here's the thing. I don't think I've ever asked you this. What is your pre pregame routine? Like, is there certain something certain or things that you do certain every single game day without fail? Are you are you superstitious that way? Um, not really. Uh, I'm not a big music listener. Um, kind of just keep to myself a little bit and, and try to think about, you know, what, what I'm going to do when I get out there and, and try to picture that, um, you know, but kind of just channel in all of the energy that's, that's coming all of the, you know, anxiety, all the nervous emotions, whatever it may be. Um, so that I can go out and perform, um, well, so you talk about channeling that. How, how do you go about that? Because that can be much. It's much easier said than done. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's. I feel like it's something that just kind of kind of happens. Um, you know, I'm always always chewing on some gum to you know make sure my stomach is settled and, and uh, you know the nerves and emotions kind of kind of mess with me a little bit pregame, but as soon as I get out there on the field for the first play, you know, it all kind of goes away. And so, um, just kind of knowing that I've been there before, um, and I can do, do whatever that needs to be done, you know, once I'm on the field kind of just tells me to calm down once I'm on there and, 
and help me perform. So, so it's kind of, I guess, it, it, in a way, it, this is just my perception. It sounds like it's nervous anticipation in the lead up, but once you're out there, it's like, oh yeah, I've done this before. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, you talk about chewing gum. Uh, here's the thing: I, I didn't play past the high school level, but I, I, I've got a teammate that I played with, and we're still very good friends to this day. Every game day in high school, uh, Clark, he would eat uh, like a. Tupperware sized bowl of white rice plain maybe if he wanted to mix it up a little bit he put a little salt on it but that was it that was his pregame without <laughs> fail and I gotta say it might be the most like bland thing I can imagine to eat before a game so there's nothing like in particular that you eat uh, before a game you chew gum to I guess settle your stomach but is, is that about it that's that's about it really well, yeah, yeah, I just, I, I still remember his name's Garrick, and I'd be like, Garrick, you got your rice? Yep, it's right here, and he pulled it out. And we're not talking like a small <laughs> Tupperware size. We're talking like, you know, like those quart-sized Tupperware containers? Yes, yeah. yeah. Like, he made like an entire like rice cooker full of rice and would like eat that before <laughs> a game. And I'm just like, dude, I don't even know how you're moving right now, but. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, I, I, I don't want you to really to out anybody, but is there anything funny to you about how certain guys prepare for the game? Is there something that stands out to you about how certain guys go about their preparation? Are there guys that are more stu- superstitious than others? Um, yeah, I would think so. Um, there's a couple of guys that that need to be wearing a certain thing or, or are always listening to music or you know have the same playlist that, that they listen to to get them pumped up or whatever it may be or... But for sure, there's there's some guys that are that are more superstitious than others. <laughs> uh, that actually reminds me. So Ben Bywater comes on my radio show every week, and this goes back, I think, two weeks ago. He actually said that he he's kind of appointed himself as like the practice DJ in a way. Like he, he's helping with, I guess, the playlist for like the the, the soundtrack. Uh, do you have any input on that as, yourself? I know you're a captain. No. No, I don't have any input. I, I don't. I don't really care what's playing at practice. So, <laughs> okay. Well, and that brings us to one of our listener questions. They actually, th- this was sent in. Uh, they asked, "What is Clark's favorite type of music?" You said you're not a huge mu- music listener, but when you do crank up the tunes, what is it? Yeah, when I when I do, it's definitely country. Um, anything though, the old, the new. Um, you know, I'll, I'll always be listening to country music. So. Okay, are we talking like Old Dominion, Kenny Chesney? Are we going back to Merle all, Haggard? All, like, what are we? Lo- all of it. Okay. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I, honestly, I don't listen to much else unless my my wife's phone is connected to the car. So. <laughs> and then what? What is she listening to? Top forty? What does she listen to? Uh, a little bit of everything. Okay. She'll listen to some country sometimes, some pop, rap, whatever. So. <laughs> Okay. Just just depends on the day. Well, you're getting you're getting cultured that way, right? Otherwise, you, exactly. Okay. Yep. Very cool. All right. Uh, last thing before we go here, Clark. Uh, when it comes to uh, football, uh, you've been playing for a very long time. What uh, play? And this was this was also asked. Who or what uh, type of player in the NFL? So I guess if there's a certain player that you kind of model your game after a guard. I, for example, like there's like Steve Hutchinson, who's an NFL Hall of Famer. Like, is there a player or a certain type Type of offensive lineman that you model your game after? Um, yeah, I've actually been asked this question before, and you know, I don't think there's a certain player that I really model my game after. But you know, we do lo- watch a lot of film, um, just NFL film, and, and you know, they're the best of the best. And so, you know, just trying to model kind of my first two steps, my hand placement, and everything, just based off of. You know, the guys I watch, you know, we watch a lot of, um, 
you know, 49ers film. And so, you know, just watching, you know, each position really and, and just seeing, you know, what works for them and how they do it and then trying to implement that in, in my game is, is really the main thing that I do. So. Awesome. Well, Clark, thank you so much for taking the time once again this week to join us. Obviously, we'll be looking forward to seeing you out there against Wyoming. Oh, by the way, uh, when it comes to there, there right now, I okay. This, I, I, I don't want to keep you too long, but I, there's one other thing. There's a. There, I had a per, couple people reach out to me. Jay Drew noted this with Kalani Sitake as well. Your guys' record in day games versus night games right now is shockingly like you guys aren't very good in day games of late, but in night games <laughs> you're really, really good. Uh, Kalani kind of laughed about it. He's like, I had no clue about that. Did you know about the disparity between the two? No, I had no idea. Okay, but can you, can you does does playing in the day affect you guys differently? Because I know you play a lot of night games. It's just kind of how how things have been for BYU. But can, do you prefer one or the other? Or do you care? Um, I don't think it really matters. Okay. Um, there's a little bit of difference in in preparation just because you don't have a whole day to to continue to prepare. Um, but you know, I I think as long as you get your preparation in, it should it should be all right. So. All right. Well, hey, fair enough. I figured I'd throw it at you because Kalani was like, yeah. I, he, 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 and I trust me, I, I've known Coach long enough that he was kind of stunned when I think, it was, I think it was like 0 and 4 in your last four day games over the past two or three years versus like just it, it, it was an, it, it was crazy. Like a, a, not, not a good record day games, but night games, you guys are lights out. It was kind of funny to, to, <laughs> to look at the disparity between the two. So. That's interesting. Yeah, one of those weird things. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Clark Barrington Show. Clark, thanks as always. We look forward to Saturday night, and we'll catch up with you next week, all right? Sounds good. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On Cougars. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. want to encourage you guys now to make it your second listen. Our friends over at the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Josh Neighbors got you covered every single day with everything going on in the Big 12 conference. Get that free and available wherever you get your podcasts. For Clark, I'm Jake. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.